Listen in as Haley and Carissa, fearless soul podcast hosts, certified life coaches, and co-founders of Heart and Rooney share the secrets to igniting your fearless soul and getting clearly focused on your passion and purpose. Each episode was created to give you practical tools and inspiration to discover who you are at your deepest core and take massive action. Are you ready to open the door to your fearless soul? Hi, everyone. Welcome to Fearless Soul Podcast. Um, This is Carissa, and Haley is joining. She um, is going to share a little bit about herself today, and we just want you to get to know her and her story and background. And so, Haley, why don't you start off by just sharing a little bit about yourself um, and and you can even dive deep and go back to childhood and share um, your story with us. Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, such, it's like a loaded question. Okay. I so know. Me. I know. <laughs> well, in the current, I am a mom and a wife. Um, I live in Plymouth, Minnesota. Um by day again, I'm a mom. I've got a three-year-old daughter named Layton. I've got a four-year-old dog named, or almost, no, five-year-old dog named Charlie. He's a little long-haired chihuahua. And then my husband, Justin. Um, so I guess going back, gosh, what do you want to know? <laughs> so tell me, um, I, we just want to know about you. I want our listeners to hear a little bit about your story, your upbringing, where you come from, all of that, um, and just, like, share who you are with us. Yeah. So I come from a split home. So um, I lived full-time with my mom and saw my dad and my stepmom on weekends growing up. Um, my mom is a very independent, strong-willed um woman's woman (laughs) and she she raised me I lived with her most of the time as a child growing up um and then my dad got married to my stepmom and they had a daughter of their own so I have a half sister and a half brother both of which are kind of far in age gaps my sister is seven years younger than me my brother is 10 years younger than me so growing up gosh um to be completely honest, growing up in a split household is really difficult. And I feel like it's difficult for any child. I feel like it's very confusing. So I went through a lot of time just kind of being confused about who I am and where I fit in best. Um, You know, sometimes feeling that I fit in well at my mom's and other times feeling like I didn't fit in at certain areas and in certain, certain spaces in my family. So trying to figure out who I was, you know, growing up was, was kind of hard. I feel like, um, And then my family went through something rather traumatic when I got a little bit older and my mom um, ended up, um, she had an addiction and it took over her life for a period of time. And in turn, mine, I ended up moving in with my dad full time while my mom got the help that she needed. And, you know, I'm happy to say to this at this time, she's doing fantastic. And she's been able to recover from that addiction. And we've been able to restore and and build on our relationship. But at the time, um, going through, you know, your teenage years, and really trying to figure out who you are, um, 
and going through this, you know, traumatic experience at the same time, it was really hard on me emotionally figuring out, you know, who I am and my worth and feeling like I wasn't worth anything. And, um, you know, my whole life, I actually struggled with, with my weight and self image and personal body image. And I always felt like the black sheep in the room, for lack of a better term, I always felt like the one that I'd walk in a room and people would be staring or it was just so it was written all over me as if I were like the naked one in the room about just my weight and everyone looked at me and and that's how I felt and that may have been very inaccurate um but that's that's how I felt it was the first thing I thought people noticed about me and the only thing that people noticed about me so I really struggled with some self-confidence issues growing up and when did just feeling like I wasn't good enough Honestly, from the time I can remember, I mean, as a small, like, super young child, I remember being like, from my very first memory of like, knowing what body image was. So maybe like, honestly, like six, I remember feeling that way about myself and being self conscious about the way I look, and wanting to look like other people, but feeling like I couldn't. Um, So, and honestly, the six year old, I wasn't over I don't I don't think I was overweight as a six-year-old child I don't I wasn't you know like substantially heavy I just had this poor body image and this poor self-image and self-confidence just from the get-go sure um so I struggled with that my whole life it got worse in high school and I switched high schools a few times and you know I struggled a little bit in the transition with going from my mom's to my dad's and you know, just trying to feel, trying to recover from that and, and go through my own emotions in that. And that's really where my passion for people comes in is just the struggles that I've went through and been able to overcome in my life and the relationships I've been able to restore and build upon just makes me so passionate about wanting to help other people be able to see and overcome their obstacles and the things that are holding them back. So not to get into too much detail on the specifics, but obviously it took a few years to kind of recover. And I mean, I don't think you ever really fully recover from trauma, but, um, you know, I've been, I've made a lot of progress in my life and it's not something that affects my daily life anymore. So, it's something I'm proud of. I'm proud of the place my mom has been, you know, been, been in and where she's come from and, you know, how strong she is today. And I've restored a lot of other relationships as well. Um, you know, I struggled with a relationship with my dad for a while just because I wasn't living with him full time either. He was not absent, but he was a lot less involved in my life when I was younger. And, you know, for whatever reason that may be, it just, it, it affected our relationship growing up as well. So we, we've struggled to, to get over those types of feelings as well. So, but to this day, I have a very supportive family, close family, extended family. I have so many people in my life who have helped me and lifted me up and encouraged me and helped me through, you know, the hard times and are there for the good times, including Carissa, which like I said, we met at the exact time that I was going through all of this. I mean, we met probably probably before I even moved in with my dad full time, um, but really kicked it off when I did move in with my dad and we moved to Rogers, which is where me and Krista actually went to school together. So um, it was so good to have, 
you know, at least a friend in that transition period of my life. And, you know, I equate it to one of the reasons why, you know, we're still friends today is we were able to really lean on each other during some difficult times in our lives. So, um, yeah, that's a little bit about that as, as a, a Mary, I got married pretty young. I got married when I was 21 and I went to college for psychology. I met my husband in college and, um, you know, after getting married, we ended up moving out to California for a few years where, you know, we just decided to get, get our foot in the, in the corporate door in the working door and get some experience. And, you know, it was actually a really hard time for me. I just felt really lost in being away from what I had always known. Um, you know, the change was really difficult. I just didn't feel like it was home. Um, we actually ended up obviously getting pregnant and I now have my daughter Layton um, that actually brings on a whole nother aspect of of one of my passions and that's um, holistic and health and wellness and when the time that Layton was born we've struggled with a lot of health issues with her so from the very get-go she was very sick off the bat um, which turned into her having consistent ear issues, which is pretty common for children. But with her, it ended up being chronic rupturing eardrums, which attributed to her um, her having to go to the doctor a lot and her bleeding from her ears monthly on a you know multiple monthly basis. And it was a big issue because it left you know both my husband and I just curious about you know, why is this happening? We're trusting the people that we're supposed to be trusting and nothing is getting better and it just keeps getting worse. And what was an ear infection turned into a respiratory infection and she just couldn't get better. And I think in a span of one and a half years, we were in the ER in the hospital over 25 times. Wow. And that's not counting urgent care, which was over 50. I mean, it was it was multiple times per week that we could, she could just not hurt her body and her immune system was not healing itself. And, um, you know, there was a, a small, about five, four month period back, um, in 2017, 2016, 2017, where she was so sick and could not get over, over that sickness that every single week they were trying different things and they were putting her on antibiotics. And I was, blindly trusting the people that I thought had her best interest at heart. And I feel like we're supposed to be able to trust those people, the experts in the field. And, you know, I was wildly disappointed in the fact that I felt like they let me down. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and I felt like a bad mom. I've struggled since Layton's been born with feeling like I didn't know what I was doing, that I wasn't good enough, that I, you know, wasn't adequate or equipped to be a mom. I just always felt inadequate. And I'm sure so many other people go through that. I also went through really terrible postpartum depression, which isn't talked about enough, but we can get into more detail on that on another, on another um, podcast. But, you know, going through that, we ended up finding out that she had, um, that she had MRSA, which is a staph infection resistant to antibiotics. Her body had essentially had so many antibiotics that her body actually built an immunity and it wasn't being able to heal itself. Her immune system wasn't healing itself. It was very weak and her body couldn't get over the infection and she had a massive infection. Now we ended up in the hospital, couldn't find the infection. The doctors ended up going into kind of exploratory surgery to try and find this infection and found it actually hidden 
in her ears behind a tube. Um, and they actually found it by accident. They just figured while they were looking, they were going to switch out her tubes and ended up finding this massive infection. Um, so they cleaned out the infection and, you know, got her on some MRSA antibiotics, which by the way, there's only one and it's the nastiest antibiotic. So it was like pulling teeth, trying to get her to take this. But, um, you know, I vowed that once, once she was better, we were going to start living a new way that we were going to live a more holistic, more natural lifestyle that I wasn't just going to trust people. I was going to um, do my own research and really feel comfortable about the decisions that I was making for her and for us. And, you know, she got better to what we thought one month later, she couldn't, she stopped, she wasn't breathing and um, was rushed in an ambulance again to Children's Hospital about literally one month later with a um, infection in her lungs. And she, she, uh, they thought that, that there was an infection in her blood and her brain. And, um, you know, we were we ended up being able to, to heal that. And it was kind of the last straw for me. It was a breaking moment for me and a, a moment in my life where I realized like, I'm the only person who's going to be able to change this little girl's path. And, you know, I may not have control over everything that's happened thus far, but I have control over the decisions that we make in the future. And, you know, we needed to eat healthier. We needed to live a healthier lifestyle. We needed to get her off of antibiotics and heal her immune system. We started, you know, taking her to some chiropractic care. Um, We started using essential oils. We started eating healthy and clean and using natural products in our home. And I'm not, I'm not even lying. This has been a night and day difference since we've started incorporating those things in our life. And it's the reason why today I'm about incorporating those things in your life, because I've seen it firsthand change and transform my own family's life. Um, so that's one of the big passions that I have is helping families, um, educating them and helping them, you know, live more naturally and holistically and, you know, learning to incorporate healthy styles and healthy products. And there's so many chemicals out there these days and it's very unregulated. So that's a little bit about my passion there with, um, just a quick touch on the weight loss situation. I have, some people may notice if they see me on a regular basis, but I've lost just over 81 pounds to date. Um, so another thing that's very, you know, um, very, I'm, I'm very passionate about is health. And, you know, I'm on my own health journey right now, but I'd love to help encourage other people on their health journeys as well. Um, it's been life changing and transforming for me. And um, if people are struggling with that, or they're going through that, and they're struggling with body image and having a positive body image, um, or feeling like they don't measure up, I want to help be a support system for them and talk maybe more in detail on a personal level about my journey um, with people. So that would be my my other passion. Yeah. So a little bit about me. <laughs> or so like, I, thanks for sharing. So I kind of want to go back to um, your story with Leighton because that's huge. Changing your lifestyle to more holistic and then you know, going through everything and her being in the hospital and everything. Can you just explain so that our listeners can connect um, on a deeper level? Like what was like, what was the anxiety that you were feeling? What was, what was the emotions you were going through? What, what was like, what were you feeling in those moments every time she was rushed to the hospital or you had to leave work? 
I'm going to try and not cry while we talk about it (laughs) because it is, again, it's so emotional and it brings me back to a place that I don't, I don't want to be in because it was a hard time that didn't just reflect on my emotions, but it reflected hard on my marriage. It reflected hard on my own physical health. It reflected on my emotional health and my stability and my sanity and the way that I reacted to my family and the people around me. Um, I became kind of a psychotic person. I didn't want anyone to touch her. I didn't want anyone to feed her anything because I was so worried. And I lived in a constant state of fear that, that she was going to die, that she was going to get so sick that we were going to end up in the hospital. And I honestly lived in constant fear and anxiety. It was never ending. I didn't sleep. I didn't, um, I didn't really eat. I didn't sleep. I, when I did eat, it was like anything I could fit in my mouth for a time period because I wasn't focused on my own, my own health. Um, I just felt so bad for her. I felt like a failure. Um, I got in so many, um, you know, little arguments with my family. Even my family had sat me down and just said like, we don't know who you are right now. Like we don't recognize this person. And I didn't recognize myself either. I was in so much stress and anxiety that I didn't even know how to deal with it. And um, I think a lot of that contributes to just, you know, living in living it. I equate it to living in this fog because that's how it feels to me. I feel like it was a period of time where I literally had this thick fog around me that I couldn't break free from and I couldn't release myself from and it was just trapping me and my family um and that's when I when I think back on that like I think of my daughter as a different person she was so miserable and she was so sick and she wasn't thriving she hadn't gained weight in over two years she hadn't gained a single pound um you know to this day my three-year-old's now thriving and gaining weight and I'm so happy about that but she's still so tiny I mean she's in 18 months to a 2t and she's three years old Um, she's 22 pounds, I believe. Um, so she's just a teeny tiny little one. And I just remember her being a different person than the person I know today. Um, I remember my husband being a different person than he is today and myself being a different person and just really struggling to, um, overcome fear and anxiety. And I don't know if I know that we have listeners that struggle with anxiety. If you're a mom, I'm sure you struggle with anxiety. Um, it's so common. It's so common. And I want everyone to know that it is normal. Um, but I have been able to, honestly, I, I can tell you the person I am today from where I was one year ago when we were in the hospital is tenfold a different person. I do not suffer from daily anxiety. I do not suffer from fear. I am not held back and restrained by feelings of inadequacy um, and those are all things that I've had to overcome myself. And it doesn't mean that I'm never going to struggle with them. I'm always going to have, um, it's always going to be a tough spot for me, anxiety specifically. It's something I've struggled with for my whole life. And so it was just exasperated when I had a child who had issues and, and all of that. But honestly, like the person that I am today, it's, it's a hundred percent a different person than I was before. And I, I actually honestly believe a lot of that does too have to do with cutting a lot of things out of my diet. When you release processed foods and toxins from a daily intake, I seriously feel like I can see better. I can hear better. I can think clearer. I don't have as much anxiety. I can't imagine that some of the 
or I can imagine that some of the chemicals in the products that I was using or the processed things and and the stuff that was in some of the food that I was consuming on a daily basis, how that will affect your emotions and the way you think and feel and act. And all I can say is that I, I feel like a different person too. So that encourages me to just be healthy and to, you know, eat things that, that benefit my body and my mind and my brain. So that's really encouraging. Um, was there any emotional work that you did around the anxiety that you had um, while you were going through all of that? I've done so much emotional work on anxiety. Um, I have seen therapists in the past and they've given me a lot of tools to help me through that. Um, But I think also having just a support system that I can talk to on a daily basis, people that um, can understand what I'm going through, a group of like-minded women who have the same goals for themselves and their families and just feeling like I wasn't alone in that, Um, having an outlet to be able to share my experiences and be able to share freely and openly with other people who understand what I'm going through has really helped in that. Um, And I know that we'll, we'll talk later on too about a little bit more on some anxiety techniques, but that's some just basic things that have really helped me. Okay. What would you say as far as your biggest obstacle in getting to where you are today, what would you say your biggest obstacle has been? Myself. I would say overcoming my own, my own self-doubt, my own fears and, and really realizing that, you know what, I can do this and I can be this person. I know when I started my journey, I just thought like, I haven't done it up to now. I haven't done it up to this day. What's going to make it change? I'm not strong enough to do that. I'm not good enough to do that. I'm never going to be the kind of person that I want to be. Um, So I think I was the one getting in my own head and I was the one preventing me from really achieving what I needed to achieve and being able to learn some great things about myself and really do some self-studies and some self-reflections and understand that, you know what, I am good enough. I can do it. I'm strong. You know, I'm confident. I'm capable. And being able to speak those positivities over my life every single day really does help encourage me to be those things, you know, um, and, and realizing what my passions are. You know, I was so consumed with with being a a good mom that I lost myself along the way and who I was meant to be and what I was passionate about because my whole focus was all on her, which it's, I mean, granted a portion of that should be, she's my child and I love her more than anything, but I still need to figure out who I am separate from just being a mom and a wife. I need to figure out who, who Haley is and what Haley's passionate about. And so I think really being able to overcome my own obstacles and my own self-doubt has been the biggest one. Mm, that's good, Haley. <laughs> so what would you say now that you've narrowed down your passions in life? Um, what areas do you want to help women in? As you do life coaching, what are the areas um, and what's your niche in this field? Yeah, that's such a great question because I feel like I have so many. Obviously, um, like I was mentioning, health, wellness, holistic healing, but all of it piles down into personal development. Um, you know, really being able to help you or somebody overcome obstacles in their life, achieve what their purpose is. I mean, it feels so relieving to be able to 
be living out a dream of mine and helping people and and I get so pumped and amped up when I see other people amped up about their dreams and being able to achieve something that they've worked hard for. So that personal development can include financial health and stability, um, personal, obviously personal and emotional health, physical health, wellness, um, overcoming obstacles, finding your passion and purpose in your dreams. So realizing that I'm a big, um, a big fan of, of the, those uh, passions and purpose and, and figuring out who you are at your core. And so that would be, you know, what gets me going and what I'm excited about and who I'm excited to work with. I love it. Um, so last question, what are you most excited about today? Ooh, I am excited about this podcast. I'm super yes. excited about this podcast. This is something that's been um, you know, in fruition for a while and it's changed in the way that it looks, but we're, I'm excited to be able to connecting, be able to be connecting with people on another outlet and, you know, helping, helping people and hoping that it would help people, help people realize, um, they've got support. Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for sharing your journey. Of with course. Um, and you guys will hear so much more about um, both of our journeys and about us um, as we, you know, share on each episode. But we wanted to just dive a little bit deeper into her and who she is. And if you feel connected to her in any way, um, come check us out on our website. Um, she would love to chat with you and connect with you. We'd love for you to be in our tribe, in our group. And we really just have a heart for women. So um, if that, if you feel connected to us in any way, we ask that you, um, come seek us out and, um, and connect with us. Yeah. We'd love that. Yes. Our website is heartandrooney.com. You can find us on social media at heart and Rooney. Um, so we're really excited to connect with you guys and we hope you keep listening. We've got lots more fun stuff coming up. So, um, yes. look forward to chatting with you guys soon. All right. Thank you guys. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed listening, we would love it if you went to iTunes and gave us a five-star rating and subscribe to our channel. Also, don't forget to check us out on social media at Heart and Rooney.